Welcome everyone back to the Tailgate Country Podcast. We are joined by a very special guest. He is rock, he's country, either way, he's a musical artist from Ontario. His name is Corey Marks. Corey, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me, dude. Yeah, thanks for uh, joining us here. So, Hunter, go ahead. Yeah, um, if you just want to like start off by telling us your backstory, some of, some of your influences, how you got started into music. Yeah, man, well, I grew up uh, in a pretty musical family. You know, my dad was a, was a drummer and, um, you know, he's a drummer in his brother's band growing up. And um, as a kid, you know, I was always, um, you know, listening to, you know, my, on one side, my dad was, you know, a big Merle Haggard and Waylon Jennings fan. But of course, being from Canada, uh, we were huge Rush fans. So, um, you know, we got to, uh, I grew up on great music, like, you know, Rush, Deep Purple, Ozzy Osbourne, and um, later in my teens getting into metal, like, Lamb of God and Pantera and all those guys. But, uh, you know, I, I also got to listen to classic stuff like Buck Owens and Merle Haggard and Waylon, uh, all like, all that good stuff. So, you know, I was always, um, you know, surrounded by great music and a great, uh, great, uh, a great variety of genres. So I started drumming at 10 years old and I still drum today, not as much, but, uh, that was my first instrument I picked up and I didn't pick up guitar until I was about in my you know, late, later teens, uh, 17, 18, I guess. And, um, I didn't start singing until about 21. And then next thing you know, I'm touring across Canada and doing all kinds of crazy things. Nice. So you talked about, you know, having a lot of influences from a lot of different genres and I kind of want to talk on that. So a lot of artists, they try to balance, or at least they say that, you know, they're mixing country with this genre, but in reality, you know, they kind of remove all recognizable aspects of country from their songs um but you certainly don't so what's the key in balancing country and rock like you do i mean you know again growing up on both genres and, and having great appreciation for it um you know i think that's definitely a key component um in country music that country music is missing today is country um unfortunately it's filled with with um you know all kinds of rap and all that stuff so uh, i think it's i think it's just w way overdone and i think uh it kind of got it's got to got to come back to its roots a little more and hopefully i'm doing that justice and guys like merle and and johnny uh you know the good old boys uh you know if they were still around i uh, would, would appreciate and, and enjoy this music and i just think um you know country music needs a change and i want to be that change not just part part of it i mean guys like eric church and of course jason aldean even uh, Brantley Gilbert, guys like that, definitely changed it with a little more of a rock vibe to it when they first came out of the gates. And, you know, I think, um, you know, I'm doing that, but I think it's just, uh, you know, next level um, to a point where, you know, there's almost borderline metal uh, involved in, in some, of, some of my songs. Um, but nonetheless, I, I still have great appreciation for those guys. Like, I, I'm a big fan of Eric Church. And, you know, so I just, you know, basically wanted to um, – you know, incorporate more country, I guess, more of a country feel and rock a little like, you know, Southern rock, kind of like what Travis Tritt did, uh, you know, back when he was coming out and mixing Southern rock and country. So um, I just want to do something different, be outside the box and be different from everybody else. And um, I hope hopefully uh, the rest of the world loves it. And, and so does that uh, country world. And, and hopefully we uh, pave a new, new lane or a new path for, for country music and, 
and kind of steer away from that overdone pop stuff that's going on. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, when I'm in the gym, I, I like to listen to uh, Breaking Benjamin. And when I was listening to your stuff, I'm oh. like, if Breaking Benjamin put like a steel guitar in their songs, like, what would that sound like? And now I know what it sounds like. Uh, and, and it's pretty great. And you mentioned Thanks. Brantley Gilbert. Um, and you've gotten the opportunity to gig with Brantley Gilbert. Uh, Toby Keith is another real big yeah. name there. So, uh, you know, what was that call like when, when they asked you to join them? Well, at first, um, you know, touring with someone like um, Toby Keith, of course, he's a country music legend. and He's another guy who... Um, you know, did did something a little bit different, but obviously stuck to his roots. And him as well, being a huge Merle Haggard fan, we we both uh, got got together really well. Although it was only um, two shows up here in Canada, they were his only shows. Um, so we played two sold out arena shows, and um, you know, it was it was quite a quite a great experience to uh, to be out on the road with him. And then, of course, um, you know, we did seven or eight dates across Canada with Brantley Gilbert and, and his band, and he was a really cool guy and. They're all down to earth and, and like the rock and have a good time too. So that was, uh, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun and, and hopefully get to do it again. Have you gotten to tour outside of Canada at all? Um, I, I haven't yet. This, uh, this tour with Breaking Benjamin would have been the first for me. Um, although I, I did my earlier, um, earlier on when I started, you know, between 2012 and, and 2016, I spent a lot of time uh, up and down the Nashville strip hanging out with my good buddies, Josh Mallard and Kelly Long and, and you know, many other artists that, uh, that are out there slaying and doing their thing. And I was just so grateful for, um, you know, them allowing this, this Canadian kid to come up on stage with them and, and eventually, you know, do basically a whole set. Um, I'd hop on drums for, you know, five or six songs and sing five or six songs. So that was my closest ex experience to, to touring um, in, in the, in the U S was just hitting up every uh, different bar on Broadway in Nashville and, uh, I think it was January, February this year, I, before COVID hit, I got to do um, a show in Idaho and then, well, actually started in Vegas. So we were in Vegas the first night and the next night we were in Idaho. And uh, so hopefully things clear up and I'll be across the state soon. Uh, your number one song on Spotify, uh, maybe your best known song uh, across the board right now is Outlaws and Outsiders. Um, and there's quite a list of names uh, associated with this song, including Travis Tritt. Uh, Ian Moody, who's from Five Feet Death Punch, maybe people on here have heard of him, uh, and Mick Mars from Motley Crue, maybe you've heard of them too. Um, you know, so how did this collaboration come about? Uh, well, you know, uh, I was signed to Better Noise a, a couple of years ago, and well, they were eleven seven at first, um, but um, you know, they're they're a great and one of the biggest and best rock labels, uh, the best rock label, uh, indie rock label right now, I believe, and have been for a while. Um, you know, and when we brought this, Kevin and I, my uh, producer, Kevin Churko, when we brought this project to uh, knock on some Nashville doors, of course, it was it was too much and I guess not poppy enough for them. So um, I was thankful enough to have a rock label uh, want to take me on and believe in me enough in the music and what Kevin and I were doing um, to venture into the country sector of things. So um, I am a flagship, the flagship artist um, for their country uh, sector right now. And so just to have a rock label like that, believe in me enough to uh, start a whole new, you know, path for them and try different things with, with, with you know, with them and my music and all that. Um, you know, we, we kind of did our own thing. So it's a Las Vegas country. And of course, um, my label mates being Motley Crue and Five Figure Death Punch, um, you know, we reached out to, uh, to these artists and we didn't just want, like, I didn't, I didn't want just anybody. Actually, I wanted like artists that can relate to the song. And of course, um, guys like, 
you know, Motley Crue, we know their story. They were, they were uh, pretty wild back in their heyday. And so, uh, you know, they were doing things uh, differently. And of course, Five Finger Death Punch and in comes Ivan Moody. Um, you know, they're, they're guys that are, they're killing it now, the, the rock and hard rock for, for a while and number one after number one. So, um, but nonetheless, they, they, they all did something different in their time and in their genres, um, you know, in those, in those times. So, you know, Motley Crue was definitely, you know, they were, they were the band uh, to talk about kind of like Ozzy was, you know, um, as well, you know, just kind of doing crazy stuff or doing something different um, that no one else is doing. And then of course you got Travis Tritt. I mean, um, you know, this type of guy who of course, you know, like he would say, put some drive in his country and mix Southern rock with country. And, you know, that was definitely different from what was going on. Uh, or guess what was big or building uh, then, um, you know, he was outside the box. So we wanted to have guys that, that uh, are artists that were, you know, uh, really they were out, outsiders in their own right or outlaws and outsiders in their own right. So, um, you know, we, we picked them out, we sent the track to them and thankfully they loved it and wanted to be part of it. They, they enjoyed what the song represented, what it meant. And, um, you know, they, uh, they were, they were cool with me too. So wanted to be part of it and they're a huge part of it. And I'm just thankful for that. Nice, that's awesome. Um, I think recently you put out a couple of music videos for some of those songs on your new album. What was the process like uh, filming all those? Um, well, it was uh, it was it was good. I mean, it was it was long. There was some 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 shoots that we did that kind of got lost, unfortunately. So uh, there were some shoots, complete shoots that had to be redone. Um, you know, uh, Better Off was shot in Bowling Green, Kentucky, and um, you know. Uh, Blame It on the Double was done in Las Vegas, Nevada. And of course, Outlaws and Outsiders part was done in Las Vegas. And, and uh, you know, uh, right in my hometown, North Bay, Ontario, along with um, uh, Drive and Out in the Rain. And of course, with COVID going on, you had to kind of, you know, figure out a way to make it work and, and, and stick to the guidelines and, and uh, respect, um, you know, respect everything that's going on right now. So it was a little bit challenging, I guess, and definitely a different process. But um you know, it was, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoy shooting, shooting videos and, you know, I hope to uh, shoot another one soon. And I, I enjoy the process of kind of creating that story and, and making an image, um, you know, and, and sometimes the lyrics uh, can differ like to the, to the actual video or story. So it's kind of cool, to, yeah. you know, to, to, to write your own, you write the, write the story, um, you know, musically. And then of course you can, it could be completely different once you see the video and it could, you know, set you aside from what you originally thought that that song was about. But um, yeah, the video, the video process is always fun. I enjoy it. Do you write most of your own songs yourself? Yeah, I, I do. I mean, especially with COVID going on, it's, um, you know, allowed, it's given me time and, um, and thought to, to, to write. And so I, you know, I probably have another 40, 50 songs in the bag right now, uh, ready for album number two. And, uh, there's only one track on this record that I didn't write. So, um, so I'm, I'm really proud of that. Like it, it is, it is my story and, um, good, bad and the ugly. So yeah, I'm, I wrote, um, all but, but one song on this record. Um, and I'm assuming we wrote out in the rain, co-wrote it with Lizzie Hales or Hales. Uh, I, I, I didn't, I didn't, uh, write, uh, Lizzie didn't write that one, uh, but she loved the song. And, um, you know, she was just so fitting, fitting for, we, we, we pitched her a couple songs off the record and, that was the one that stuck out to her. So um, she loved, she loved the idea and, and the story and, and the song in itself. So 
she wanted to be, uh, she wanted to take part in that one. And, um, you know, she really, she definitely adds to that. And it's kind of that, uh, conversation between the guy and the girl and, and what's going on and, you know, just, um, how love, how love goes sometimes. And, you know, the video doesn't really allow you to understand whether, um, you know, they weather the storm or they, they move on and, 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 you know, they're better off in a sense, or do they make it work? So it's kind of interesting how that all, all played out, but, uh, we let you guys decide your own, uh, your own uh, idea or, or uh, fate of the of the of the song there. Yeah, and I mean, just the the range. I'm just flipping through your track list here uh, on your latest album, and the, the range between like "Out in the Rain" and "Outlaws and Outsiders," and then even into like "Another Night in Jail," "Who I Am." Like <laughs> it's just it's it's some insane range on this album, but and cool. yet somehow it still all fits under your umbrella of like it's half rock half country uh you know to very varying degrees on the tracks but uh, i just gotta say there there's a ridiculous amount of range on it uh and i, cool. I personally just really enjoyed it not even question just i just really enjoyed <laughs> the album well that's that's something we want to do like again you know being such a big country fan and rock fan i you know uh kevin really challenged me on this record because typically um my shows are, are really high energy but there's also I kind of like to make a record like a show, right? So come out with a bang, get everybody going and then bring it down. And it's kind of like, you know, kind of calm down a little bit, thank everybody and then slowly bring them back up that, that roller coaster where we drop down and, and then end with a bang. So, um, excuse me. So, you know, something like that. Again, I wanted something for my rock fans, country fans, and of course, even some metal fans that have that you know that that'll say they hate country, but they love this, and that's kind of what it's all about, right? You know, again, like I said earlier, just just uh, carving a new path or paving a new lane for for country music and bringing, um, you know, some maybe some metal heads that never knew who Merle Haggard was might say like, hey man, I like this bottle, let me down country song, you know. So that's definitely something I wanted to do, and um, so this record is that's that's what it's that's what it's about. It's 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 for anybody. Um, I love country rock and a little bit of metal and that's, that's what I love. And that's, that's who I am. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it's, yeah, I mean, that's just a, a fitting title. I, lo I love how you put the title, right. You know, right. In the script, right. <laughs> well, pun, in the script pun intended, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I mean, we just talked about the process a little bit, but you know, if, if you had to pick one and you said you wrote, you know, every song on there, except one, um, did you have many co-writers on the album? Uh, uh, for the for this the, for this record, um, a lot of the songs, um, you know, I either, I either brought in um, already done, um, and then Kevin Kevin Cherkel, my producer, and his son Kane. Uh, those are the those are the co-writers on the record, and so they either helped me out and uh, made the song better as they they normally do, or or just or just loved the song in general, felt they didn't need changes. Um, so yeah, the the only co-writers on on this uh, record with me is is Kevin or, and Kane Cherkel. Gotcha. Well, that's an impressive feat then to be able to write cool, all man. that range. Thanks, man. So back to like the album, when you, you said you've got, you know, tons of songs in your bag, how do you choose from those like 50 songs down to the 10 or 12 that you put on the album? Well, typically it's, it's, you know, it's, it kind of, it's got, you know, obviously I want songs that in a sense are going to resonate with me that I'm going to want to sing every night. Um, you know, that, that I'm going to love too. And, but there are some songs that, you know, might maybe, maybe not uh, really connect with me as much, but it might be really a lot of fun. And I know it could maybe connect to, to the audience a lot more. Um, 
but that that's definitely just just kind of a process and of course having someone like a world-class producer like kevin he kind of will help pick in a sense where he already sees where the song can go right and and what he can do with it so i definitely trust trust him in that process and um you know he can make a big song even bigger and a good song great very easily so we kind of just ponder through them and and uh if it doesn't make this record you know hopefully gets on the next one or we write something better down the line or of course you can also pitch them too so it, it doesn't mean necessarily if song doesn't make this record it's dead it, you know you could you could build enough um of a fan and audience that you know maybe another writer another artist is gonna you know want that song or want something you wrote so it's 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 an interesting process but um you know it's it's nothing really it's kind of hard to really just say this is how it goes it just kind of happens so we kind of looked at your background a little bit and saw that you uh, grew up playing hockey um yeah tell us more about that well so yeah i've been I'm from a big a hockey family and hockey uh town so um you know my brother and i were on skate since we were three years old and uh my dad was a hockey player too so we had we were pretty much born skates and sticks in our hands and and all that good stuff. My brother was actually an NHL draft pick and he's still playing pro. He's been pro for 13 or 14 years now. So, um, you know, I, I had some opportunity as well too, for some, uh, you know, high level hockey, whether that, that was a university or, or a semi pro or pro whatnot. Um, but I just, I don't know, music kind of found me, but, um, you know, if it wasn't for hockey, um, you know, I definitely don't think I'd find, um, you know, the leadership and, and hard work that I, that I learned, um, you know, over the years and, um, you know, and of course having a brother that plays pro is, you know, um, you know, he's taught me to, to, to be a pro in cert certain ways or aspects too, right. Of, of everyday life and in the sport or in the art of music. So yeah, it's kind of interesting. Um, you know, I played three years junior and that's, I, you know, typically you start at 16 or 15, 16 and, yeah. You know, I was I was into the partying and drumming and, and just kind of having fun with it. It was never anything too serious. Like, he always wanted to make the NHL. And for me, it was like, whatever, if it happens, it happens. Uh, and then here I am, a singer-songwriter, which is something I never saw myself doing because I was always too shy and rather be behind my drum kit. And um, so I was uh, – my first year junior, I was scouted out by the Ohio State University for Division I. Oh, no. And, and I was only 18. I just got out of high school. I hated, I hated school, period. So I was, already, I was already in the mindset that I was like, man, I never got to go to school again. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I was like, all right. So they wanted to take me on a tour of the school. And, you know, I had a shot there. And I just – you know, I asked them, I said, if I, if I come over and play for you guys next year – and attend the school and whatnot. Do I have to write these SATs that everyone's talking about? And, you know, he's like, well, yeah, of course. So I just kindly declined and uh, just kind of went on and finished the season. And that same year I was, I got called up to a major junior uh, hockey team and, you know, was there for a stint and, and, you know, continue my junior career. And then I thought, man, as I was getting to 20, it's like, man, what the, you know, maybe I should have taken that, that ride, that full ride. Uh, Cause now I don't know what I'm going to do. And I was, so then I was later on scouted by the uh, RMC Royal military college of Canada. And so as a kid, I al always dreamt of being a fighter pilot. So I thought, you know, now that I'm a bit older, I wouldn't say more mature, but you know, I was 20 at the time going on 21. So I thought, um, you know, maybe, you know, I could take this ride, you know, play hockey for the next five years, get an education. And of course, in, in, in the meantime, learn to fly planes and jets and become a pilot. 
in the military. So um, I thought that was going to be that was going to be the the way to go. And then of course, uh, music kind of took over from there. And that was pretty much it for the hockey career. Now I just play the odd uh, beer league game, or you know, when I when I got a couple of weeks uh, off and come home in the in the winter, I'll play some yeah some tournaments or something like that. But that's about it for me. I've got a couple of major Ohio State fans here. Yeah, I'm oh, yeah. from Columbus, yeah. so yeah, I'm from okay, Cleveland cool, originally. Actually, yeah. uh, well, then this is even cooler. My, it's, it's actually I never even thought of that till just now. So I could have went to Ohio State, of course, but my brother was drafted uh, to the Columbus Blue Jackets. In no way. So, so there we go. What Columbus year? What year was he drafted? Uh, 2007. Okay, oh, nice. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting too how you can relate the leadership of hockey to music. I never like thought about that because I used to play hockey, and you definitely, definitely, cool. it's there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, like um, people don't realize, like you know, if they're not really familiar with it, they think like, man, you know, rock star just goes on stage and lights it up and parties. And I mean, yeah, that's part of it, but there's still a day sheet, right? Like, you know, like I like to get up, you know, in the hotel and get up fairly early and get a workout in stretch, go, you know, get some, get some air, think about what's going to happen throughout the day. You know, and it's almost like video or whatever, after practice, you got to go in you know, talk to the crew and, and tour manager, figure out what's, what's going on for the day, check the day sheet. And, you know, you got, you have sound check set up and sound check. And then after that, there could be some meet and greets. And then, you know, of course the lobby calls you can't miss or you, you end up walking or hitchhiking. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's very much, I find the day sheets of, of a game day is very much like, like a show day. It's, it's all broken down. You know exactly what you're doing from pretty much from 9am all the way till, you know, midnight. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, and of course there's the bus life too. So, the, but yeah. now, now, uh, instead of sleeping under the seats, I can sleep in my own bunk. So that's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of enough. Um, I want to talk about the, the record deal, uh, that you signed back in uh, 2018. We kind of touched on it earlier. Um, but it's called better noise music. Now it's known as better yeah. noise music. Now, um, Papa Roach, Motley Crue, again, maybe some names people here have heard of. Um, so when it came to finding a record label, what did you look for? I know you talked about, you know, you in Nashville, you, you went through the usual suspects and like, you know, you're a little bit too different for us. If that's, you know, why would you be? You're, you're too country for, for a country record label. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> so, so what, what, what are you looking for when it came to uh, signing with your record? Uh, well, Kevin. Kevin brought it up and uh, brought these guys up and he thought they were a great label because he works with five finger and, and other artists and pop and Kane works with Papa Roach. So they knew about this label already. Um, and the coolest thing with these guys is there was no like uh, maybe they could change this or, or, you know, do a little more of this. It was just straight up, man, I love this sound. They saw potential, of course, Alan Kovac and, and the whole team over there. Um, saw, you know, shared the same vision, of course, my team, my management and, and Kevin, my producer saw the same vision we had and what, what we wanted to do with this. And it wasn't to be like everybody else and to fit in, you know, kind of with the sheep, if you will. Um, you know, we wanted to stand out and do something different. And sometimes it's a bit of a longer road. I've, obviously, I've you know, I've, uh, I've realized, come to realize that, but hopefully it's going to be a great road and, and uh, they come too. And, and, and love it as much as this label did. And, and the, the coolest thing with, with Better Noise was uh, not only did they love and, and respect and, and, and want to work with us, or me and Kevin, rather, on this project, but they were open to, like, you guys do what you do. 
we like this already. So there was not really any changes to be made. We just kind of, the biggest thing about this record label was they were just understanding um, as far as the artist standpoint and uh, kind of let us make the record we wanted to make. And they loved it as much as we did once we were done. And I think that's, that's a great, um, you know, relationship to have with your record label um, to just, you know, let, let an artist be an artist. And that, I thought that was really important to me. And um, they, they've been great to work with, man. And do you remember the moment where, you know, backing up maybe a little bit on that, do you remember the moment where either you're sitting in your car or something and you realize like, Oh my God, I'm, like I'm going to be signed by a record label. Like I'm, I'm going to make it, you know, what kind of <laughs> take, take us through that moment when you're like, you know, I, this is what I'm going to do. And, and you up and did it. Well, it was, yeah. You know, when you found out the thing is, um, you know, it's like, it, it's like that whole overnight success people, people think of. Um, and so when we first ta started talking to, to better noise, it was in 2017 and, you know, to get that paper drawn up and all, everything, you know, now, now we're into 2018 and uh, you know, that took a another several months before signing and, and getting everything done. And then here we are in later 2019 when the music was, was released. So it was, it was a three year process. So I had, uh, you know, I had to buckle up. It was definitely a roller coaster. Um, and that's, that's what the music industry is. You know, it's, it's a lot of ups and downs and just like a professional career and, uh, and any kind of sports or anything, but it was definitely, um, to know that uh, at the time, I believe I was the only Canadian country artist signed to an American record deal. And, and of course I was, definitely the first one to be signed to a rock label um that's going to be opening a whole country label just just for me um essentially so that was that was a pretty cool feeling um and you know they're based out of new york but they're in toronto berlin um you know la so and you look at the success they have with their rock acts and you know in a sense i just thought if i could have half the success as, as most of these acts here, man, this is going to be a, a, a long and fun career. So um, I'm just, again, just excited to be working with such a great team and, and thankful, th very thankful for them, um, you know, to believe in me and the music and, and want to work with me and, and deal with me. So it's, it's been good. And I know success is relative, but um, boy, almost, I think you're hitting like a hundred K streams on Spotify and you just put your album out like, not even a month ago. It's been three weeks. And yeah. 100K. Oh, I didn't even know that. Well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Some, some of those tracks on there are over 100K. It's, I would say that success on my level, like that's, that's successful. That's pretty good. Thanks. Well, you know what? Yeah, the, the, thank you. And um, yeah, so the, obviously the first song, Outlaws, came out in November uh, 2019 and better, better off in uh, December 2019. And I think it was Blame It on the Double in January. And then in April, we re-released uh, Devil's Grin. And, you know, so really, and in that six-month span, I mean, Outlaws was an exception. It's, you know, now globally, I believe, over 30 million streams. And um, every, every one of those, so better off, um, Blame It on the Double and Devil's Grin are uh, well over a million streams now uh, within that four- to six-month period in North America alone. Um, probably in that, you know, three to, depending on which song, but, you know, in that three to five million streams, um, you know, globally. So that, that's really huge. And considering, you know, this project started nine months ago and 
I was, you know, waited a long time. I started writing this record in 2015. So really excited to finally have the full thing out and, and to see, you know, people react to it. Uh, not only, you know, my neck of the woods here in North America, but on a, you know, global spectrum and, and around the world, it's just been incredible. So I hope this album keeps building and people keep loving it and sharing it and playing the hell out of it. Cause uh, you know, it's, uh, it's definitely been a, a ride and sometimes, um, you know, I got to take a seat back, take a seat and, and kind of just look at everything. Cause you know, as anybody, you know, you, you have those days where you just kind of feel like you're spinning your wheels and, you know, sometimes I got to sit back and say like, damn, you know, this is, is some great numbers for such a short time and there's going to be a lot more and um, it's only just beginning. So it's, it's been great and I'm thankful. Yeah. And I mean, you're either discovering a niche that doesn't, you know, people didn't know exist or rediscovering the niche that you talked about, like the early uh, Al Dean back in, you know, 2010, 20, you know, 2008, when he's kind of discovering there's this, there's this demand for country rock um, person. I took a half step in between like, listening to the pop music on the radio. Um, and I'm like, yeah, it's not quite doing it for me. Then I listen to rock and I'm like, oh, this is really good. And then I listen yeah. to country with, you know, through Aldine, through our church and all that. Um, so I, I would say, I think you're discovering a niche that, that, you know, might not have existed or people didn't realize even existed. Yeah. Well, that's, again, that's what we were going for. Um, just creating something new and just a, a whole new flavor for, for not only country music, but, but, but music in general, hopefully. Um, and, and again, I, hope that um you know is 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 seen and heard around the world and not just only in our neck of the woods but uh it you know i mean <clears throat> just seeing their reactions from like metalheads and stuff in in sweden and and russia and i mean italy and and i can go on there's there's typically um you know when i do my lives every wednesday on instagram and and then every friday on on facebook it's like you know there's anywhere from 18 to 20 different countries that are that are logging in and let me know where they're they're tuning in from so it's just it's incredible to, to see that that's awesome so uh, i got one more question for you um sure, man. What, uh artists or songs are on your playlist right now my playlist you know it's, you'll be you'll be surprised uh that's the thing is i have again come from such a wide uh range of music so i have you know there's rush there's ozzy uh there's Eric church um you know merle haggard uh whalen buck owens and uh you know um there's uh, who else there's just chris jansen um brothers osborne of course so those are some of the new newer guys that, that i i think they're they're great um in the country world and then you know then it gets right into you know ozzy if i haven't said that already dream theater lamb of god then we get into Biggie, Tupac, and Post Malone uh, and Shaggy. So <laughs> it, it definitely uh, is a little bit everywhere. And, uh, yeah, it, it just it varies. I mean, we got Toto as well. So there's a, a wide mix. Actually, my, my management asked me to make a playlist um, for, for uh, kind of like a Who I Am playlist. And I sent them. I, they're like, make it 20 songs. And as I'm going through, I'm writing down the songs. I'm like, you know, let's just make it 30. So we ended up, I think I made it 31 or 35 songs. And they wrote back, they're like, dude, this is all over the place. I, said, yeah, I, I know, man, it's just, it depends what day I'm having or, you know, if I'm in the gym or if I'm driving. Or, I mean, I, I left out Pantera. Of course, they're on there too. So it's it's really a mix mix of everything. That's definitely a really diverse list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I got to say, though, it, you know, uh, I currently live in Fort Worth and, and 
you could hear, uh, you know, Midland and Post Malone, like back to back on the same uh, playlist down here all the time. I mean, Post Malone, he started off in country Americana and he, I gotta say, he's pretty good. Yeah, I'd love, uh, man, I I dig, I mean, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's different, right? And, um, you know, and just because you said Fort Worth, that's, uh, I got George Strait as well. Can't forget him, the king. Of course. Uh, does Fort Worth ever cross your mind, right? So uh, that's one my dad sang a lot, a lot, and and uh, I just love that song. Uh, so I had to learn it too. But um, you know, I definitely uh, I've talked to my label about potentially doing something with Post, yeah, Posty. You know, he's uh, he's 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 done stuff with. You know, he's kind of reaching out and, and doing random things too. So if, uh, if if I have the that opportunity and the honor, that that would be awesome to work with someone like that. I think we could prob we could do something pretty awesome and. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Uh, he, I think he's, 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 uh, he's fresh. He's new and just kind of doing his thing. And, and uh, actually I was watching uh, post videos before this interview. So it's kind of ironic how it came up. So hopefully we'll put that out in the universe and see what happens. That'd okay. be sweet. Yeah. We'll have, yeah, to, push, we'll have to push that with uh, <laughs> whatever push we have. Yeah, do it, <laughs> do it, man. All right. Well, hey, before you get out of here, uh, I want to give you a chance to kind of uh, remind everybody where they can find you on social media, on streaming, all that. Um, and then you mentioned those live streams. Go ahead and mention that again. Just get it out there. Sure. Uh, and you have the floor to let everybody know uh, who you are and where they can find you. Yeah, well, of course, I'm Corey Marks. And again, thank you guys so much for having me. Appreciate it, guys. It's, uh, it's been a pleasure. You can follow me um, on, on Twitter and Instagram at Corey Marks Music. And then on Facebook, Corey Marks Music as well. Um, you can hit up my website, CoreyMarks.com, for more details, merch. Uh, we have um, brand new hats that just came out. Actually, I got one right here. So there they are, the brand new uh, trucker oh, caps. Yeah. They're, they're, they're badass. They're sweet. And, um, you know, so we've got some lids, some T-shirts, of course, the, the record, the CD. And, of course, we just got the vinyl in as well. Um, so, you know, there's all that. So you could check out the website, CoreyMarks.com, for all that kind of info. And again, Corey Marks Music on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And uh, really appreciate you guys. And, and hopefully, um, you know, we could we could uh, shoot a few Jack Daniels back when I come to your neck of the woods and, and we're finally able to to play and tour again. And um, until then, I do I typically do I'd slow down a little bit. I've skipped I've skipped a few um, few days since the release, but uh, 4 p.m. Eastern. On Instagram, I go live for anywhere from half hour to 10 hour. depends on how much fun I'm having. And then, of course, uh, Facebook Live every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern. Um, and that's on my, my Facebook page, Corey Marks Music. So, so join me, grab a drink, and tune in. Well, you said Jack Daniels, which is uh, the magic word I'm, I'm in. Uh, I'm going to go check out some of those hats, too, because those are pretty sweet. But, Dude, uh, thanks, hell yeah. Yeah, thank, thanks for joining us again, uh, Corey. And uh, we'll have to uh, talk again soon here, all right? There you go, boys. Yeah. Nice. For, for those oh, who can't see, uh, he's shown us his Jack Daniels collection. Um, and boy, I think I just uh, think we just found our best friend here. <laughs> Hell yeah, boys. Be, Thanks, be safe out there, man. Thanks a lot. You do the same. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Yep. See, see you guys.